0: Hey, 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 you guys. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your host, Neogentrix, and this is Food for Thought. Thoughts, if it were you. This is Season 3 in 2022. How you guys doing? How is your day? It's great to be back, guys. It's great to be able to speak again. It's great to not have to be sitting in the corner crying and wondering about my life choices because, you know, life sucks, and it always seems to throw you a curveball uh when you least expect it but what can you do right so let's go ahead and have a look at some of the interesting topic topics that i have for you guys today today we're going to talk about what is learning okay last time i told you that we would be covering learning topics and learning skills this year so i figured i'd kick it off with starting off with what the heck learning even is and you know. It's one of those topics that is overly debated across the world, to the point where uh, most people have a general analysis of learning being just the ability to absorb information and use it, which is not quite right, okay? To be technically accurate, um, that's not quite the best definition I would... or best definition anyone should use, okay? To simplify almost every action we take is a result of some form of past learning, yet uh, most people learn uh, in different ways and are still they still remain in an activity state of undertaking those learning uh, features as well as associating with an, uh, an educational context, if you will. So the idea here is that Uh, How do I simplify this? I guess the best way I can word this is that as babies we learn to eat, gain attention, crawl, walk, etc. You know, until we develop into a type of child where our bodies are more functional and then we learn how uh, to use our body in different ways so we can learn in what's the word? Inordinate range of skills. So, basically, learning is something that is inde- indebtly uh, embedded in our DNA. It's something that we just naturally know how to do. There's not a single person in this world that's not born without the ability to learn in some way or capacity. Okay? Because as a baby, you want attention, so you have to figure out how to do it. You want to crawl to get where you need to be. You want to be able to walk because you see everyone else is able to walk. So the only way to do it is to learn. Okay? Traditionally, research and studies around learning focus primarily on just the early years of learning through childhood and adolescence. But it's now been recognized that learning is a continuous process that commences at birth but continues until the day you actually die. So you continue to learn even when you're not learning, okay? It's a process through which we use all of the experiences that we have in our life to deal with new situations and even develop our relationships to uh, move further in life. So it's not something that it's easily glanced over, okay? One of the topics that I plan to cover this year um, is lifelong learning, something you can look forward to, okay? A lot of learning occurs randomly throughout our life. So, from those new experiences, we gain information. And, you know, from our uh, perceptions, uh, we can improve upon our abilities to do certain things or how we perceive certain things and grow. Okay. For example, reading a newspaper or watching news broadcasts or even talking with a friend or colleague uh, increases our chances in meetings or allows for unexpected experiences to occur. You know, running into people we would never think we'd run into, getting a job we never thought we would land, uh, being able to get an apartment that you never thought you'd be able to afford because your credit is bad, you never know. Okay? Many experiences in life provide foot learning opportunities from which uh, we can choose whether or not to learn. You can choose to say no. But in the end, it's probably not in your best interest because when all things fall or fail, it's those experiences which you ignored in the past. You're going to look back on and be like, dang, I wish I took that skill or I wish I had taken the time to learn that or maybe college isn't so stupid after all, you know, and don't get me wrong. A lot of things about college is stupid and the way they handle it. But that is a whole nother topic for another day. And again, it's still up for debate. So, but keep in mind that this type of experimental learning is still in contrast to more formal approaches to learning, such as training, mentoring, coaching, teaching, all of which have some structure in, you know, that they are planned, uh learning uh, In you know involving different facilities and such So To keep this as simple as possible Teaching, training and other structured learning opportunities Are activities that one person does to another uh, While learning is something we do only for ourselves Okay You can't teach someone else to learn But you can learn how to teach All right, so we're back, and I did mention the difference between teaching and learning. So I guess I would be in the classification of a person who is learning, but at the same time teaching, because if you're learning something from this, then I'm able to teach it to you in a way where you're able to understand it. So learning involves far more than just thinking, first off. I want you to understand that it involves the whole personality this includes your senses your feelings your intuitions your beliefs values and your will which nobody can override of but they can still find a way to crush so you need to protect your will with all your might Uh, if we don't have the will to learn okay we won't learn and if we have learned we're actually changed in some way that allows us to progress faster more efficiently and you know, move along in society a lot more effectively. If the learning makes no difference, it can have little significance beyond being just random ideas that float through our consciousnesses and allows us to exist, but who would want that, you yeah. know? Learning needs to meet uh, learning needs to, like, need, uh, some personal need, and, you know, recognizing and identif- identifying such needs, uh, and that enables us to Evaluate whether the learning has been worthwhile or successful. That's something to keep in mind. Now, let me ask you this. When does learning occur? Well, I could be simply explained in like four points. Learning occurs when we are able to 1. Gain a mental or physical grasp of the subject that we're trying to learn two make sense of a subject event or feeling by you know interpreting it into our own words and actions where we can understand it and three use our newly acquired ability or knowledge in conjunction with the skills that we already have or don't have and you know understanding we have already uh, already possessed in the process of doing all that the fourth thing becomes possible do something now with the new knowledge or skill and then take ownership of it. It's like learning to code. Yeah, you can learn all the meaning of everything and know what they mean but until you actually use it, it means nothing to you. Okay? So key principles of learning. Okay? There are a vast range of theories that explain Or attempt to explain and demonstrate the way that people uh, learn their stuff and such theories can often contrast with each other depending on the type of learning that they reference you know for example traditional learning theories associated with children and adolescents engaged in uh, schooling uh, differ from the theories associated with adult learning and that's only because the way they take in information is slightly different. Children are going to ask a lot of questions, but they don't understand. But adults understand, but then they don't ask any questions. You see my point, or at least they think they understand. <laughs> uh, the following list that I'm about to give you, oh, I have here, is a generic list that identifies the key principles associated with all types of learning. You know, and it can be applied to group situations as well as. Uh, when learning alone or with a mentor, tutor, or trainer is either possible or not possible. So the list um, can contain, there's more that you can add to this list. Okay, this is just a sample list, but if you can understand some of the key concepts of it, then you're learning something and you're able to use the list that I'm about to provide you uh, more effectively. Okay, first off, first off. Okay, people learn best when they're treated with respect, and they're not talked down to or treated as ignorant. This is a lesson I had to learn the hard way, and I'm still learning it now, so I'm speaking from experience. First off, you need to establish ground rules at the start of a training session, which will reinforce this principle in a more effective way. However... For the train to be most effective and to involve full participation the trainer should also model the same behavior that they exempt uh, that they expect the uh, the trainee to have they need to exemplar, uh, exemplar that behavior they need to show it in a way where the other person knows that they understand that you know we're both on the same level here but i'm gonna try my best to explain this where you can understand it so it doesn't sound like i'm talking over your head or like you're Talking to you in a way where, yeah, you're the idiot and I'm trying to teach you, okay? Next. Learning opportunities should, when possible, be linked to previous positive experiences. Unless it requires a negative experience, but that's a whole other thing, okay? Learning Learners should be encouraged to be self-directed in terms of goal setting, since this is, of you know, well... <laughs> It usually provide uh, improves commitment and motivation and increases participation. But that again, facilitators should examine the expectations of the learner at the start of the course or session, whatever it is, to help encourage self-direction. Okay, when possible. When possible, learners should take part in the planning of the learning activities. Why? Because learners should be, be encouraged to be self-directed in goals and terms of goal settings, since this usually helps improve commitment and motivation. And it helps them out by letting them be part of the action. Okay, Facilitators should also uh, examine the expectations of the learner at the start of the course while doing this uh, or, or the se- session to also help encourage that same self direction so it repeat it goes back to like the second point okay most importantly uh, people learn best when their physical environment is comfortable to them so if they're uneasy or nervous it's going to make it a lot harder than it needs to be in group situations though a positive emo- uh, emotional and supportive environment is probably more important than anything else individuals in groups tend to learn best when they can socialize and interact with other group members this doesn't work with introverts, though, but just a heads up. With them, it's a little bit different. You have to be a little more hands on and hands off at the same time. Okay, and we're back So, moving forward With with the information I've been given so far Um Interaction with a facilitator is vital for the learner. People need to be able to react, question, and voice their opinions on what they learn. In group situations, quieter members should be, you know, gently encouraged to put their input. Again, most of those people are shy, they're nervous. You wanna make them feel comfortable so that you can get them to respond because if they're not voicing any questions or asking or, you know, making their concerns known, No one's going to know if they understand the material or not. And they just have to figure out on their own when they leave, or you need to be able to determine it so that you can help them. Learning activities, you know, uh, or delivery, and or delivery, depending on what it is, needs to be varied. Why? Because you need to be able to cover a, a range of different learning styles. This is something that a lot of teachers don't do, okay? Reason is it helps the learner maintain interest and motivation. They need to be able to learn through multiple methods, not just one. You can't force them to do this. Some people are incapable of learning using any of those other methods, but you know it is possible in a classroom setting. For example, uh, include discussions or activities, especially some sort of. Uh, What's the word? Problem solving as part of the lesson or lecture, which will, you know, help the learners to interact, engage with the subject more because they're being part of it. Offer instant reward help uh, rewards uh, with help. Uh, is it rewards help with the discussions and practice of the material to help them understand it people learn best if they if the results or rewards of learning are made clear and they can you know demonstrate during or immediately after learning whatever it is that they understand that they can do it okay uh along with that self-evaluation and reflective practice is also important but that's only in the sense that learners should be encouraged to reflect on what they've learned but this is like this is a given Okay. They have to be able to think of ways that they can further their knowledge of the said material, but again, reflective, think, uh, reflective practices and self-evaluation should be something that most people do anyway, and most people do it automatically without thinking about it because they want to improve on what they have, they want to know if they can go further with it, or if this is their limit. So, just to keep that in mind. The next thing I want to cover is the packed learning cycle, okay? This is something I had to go look up, so it's out there, you can find it. Uh, just search the PACT, P-A-C-T, learning cycle. Okay? The reason I use this is because many attempts have been made by academics and others to map and explain learning processes. It's generally recognized that learning takes place in a rep- repetitive cycle, um, an ongoing series of processes that run over and over again that basically help you learn. It's the best way I can put it. Okay, it's a giant circle, I wish I could show you, but again, you can always look this up yourself. Um, In the circle, it's split into four uh, sections, like a pie, you know, cut a pie into four pieces, and they have top left, procure, top right, apply, bottom left, transform, and bottom right, consider. Now, what do these things have to do with anything? Well, these four things are what is known as the, the packed Learning Cycle. Okay, Procure means the new knowledge, theory, and ability skill is acquired. That's where we start. The second step is to apply that knowledge uh, in the sense that the new knowledge or skill is then practiced in some way. Then you go to consider, which is the bottom right. The results of the, of the practice are then evaluated and assessed to make sure that they flow and that you understand the material. And then transform. Take that set of original knowledge or ability that you just learned and have mastered, and then modify accordingly to whatever system or set that you need, whether it's gaming or programming. It's basically a learn, test, procure, set up, enable transform start over again and do this over and over again this helps you continue to learn you can take information that you just learned and and transform that you can use now to benefit you to learn more and then you know the cycle continues to repeat the back cycle should help with uh, demonstrating that learning is an iterative process and you know our learning evolves as we develop and we utilize early Knowledge for later understanding. You're never going to fully understand it now or until the time comes for you to understand it. There are many examples of these processes in action, but um, that's being said, you know, usually we learn the basics of a subject or skill before progressing to uh, intermediate. Uh, Advance our expert levels, and at each stage, we build on the knowledge and the experience that we already have acquired, and gain further knowledge and experience, techniques, and you know, repeating the learning cycle. Like I said earlier, over and over again. So with the back cycle out of the way, and for the most part, basic understanding of how learning works out of the way, we can now get to the last points that I wish to make about this whole thing in the first place. First off, learning capacity. Our individual learning capacity varies considerably, and it will not only depend on the ability, but also our motivation, our will, our desire, our personality, our learning styles, which is something I will cover later, and awareness of our own learning processes. Okay. It's a thing, trust me. It's not, it's not something that is easily glossed over. Working on your awareness of your learning processes means learning how to learn. And yes, you have to learn how to learn. For example, in university settings, you know, college students, they are usually taught some study skills, which include learning how to seek information when needed and how to use it appropriately. Sometimes you have to learn how to learn in order to learn. And while it does seem roundabout and a really obnoxious way to put it, that's essentially it. That's the whole point. Learning is an internal activity and a key personal development skill that everybody needs. It's not something that can be directly observed in others. And we how we can, you know, however observe the results of learning in ourselves and others. But again, this is why in formal learning situations, assessments is a, such a, I guess I can say, crucial part of the teaching process. So the results of academic assessments, essays and uh, exams, etc., are simply attempts to measure how much an individual has learned. But again, they can't measure the actual process of learning. You know, the one who's gonna be able to attest to that is the person learning themselves and you can only get so far with that because an assessment can only test down to a certain level. Learning brings about change in the way we act, think, feel about ourselves and other people around us, the world around us, and so on. Such changes can be made permanent, or they can be temporary, depending on your perception of the importance and relevance of the said information or the gained knowledge that you have. So keep that in mind. There's so much out there to learn and there's so many ways to do it. One of the topics that I look forward to covering will be critical thinking and fake news and how to be able to identify them. But for now, just note that between what is learning and the approaches, uh, learning approaches that one can take, there's also the different learning styles, which I'll definitely be going into. Okay. Trust me, you don't want to miss out on the one for the different learning styles, as I'm one of those people who learns and adapts, and I can use just about any of the learning styles should I need to. Can you do this too? Yes. Am I saying this to break? No, I'm saying this because it took a while to get here. My parents had to teach me this from the ground up when I was younger, mostly due to to that accent that I was in years ago, but hey, not everybody can be golden, okay? Life goes on. We all experience issues, we try to move forward. The important thing to do here when you go through hardships and stuff of that nature is to, (laughs) fun intended, learn from it, grow, move on, and continue to learn. Have a great day.